Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of The Bench Mob ENT, the best sports podcast in Jersey. We talk everything from basketball, football, WNBA, college, whatever you want. We're going to talk about it. Not because we some experts. We just do our study. We make sure we are masters of our craft. That is what you get when you tune in to the Bench Mob ENT. Fellas, Greg, Mr. Hot Takes, Bernie Max of of the sports podcast world. We got Miles, Money Making Miles, Smooth Operator Davenport. How y'all fellas doing tonight? I'm feeling good. I'm going to be good soon. So, um, yeah, I'm feeling real nice right now. I'm going to get it started. <laughs> Before we go, man, just so for those that are watching, make sure you hit that subscribe button. For those that are listening, make sure you rate us five stars. We are trying to let the algorithm know that this is great content and we need to push it out. So make sure you show the love, so share, subscribe, five-star rating, all that good stuff. Now, for this episode, we're going to talk about of course, the Ingles, 49ers, CJ, Gardner Johnson, that beef with Debo, NBA playoff predictions, and much more. News of the week so far that's happened. Kevin Porter Jr. got traded to OKC for Victor Oladipo. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, KPJ will be released though. Shaq signs Angel Reese for Reebok. Iowa broke the record for most attendees for a women's basketball game in history with 55,646 fans. Anthony Richardson might miss the rest of the regular season with shoulder surgery. And recently that happened today, which will transition us into our first topic. Julio Jones was signed to the Philadelphia Eagles with Quez Watkins being put on IR for that hamstring injury. Now, the Eagles did lose, and the 49ers did lose also. Which quarterback, which offense are you more concerned about, Brock Purdy or Jalen Hurts? I feel like Purdy. I feel like when some of those weapons went down, I I get it. The Browns have a good defense, but Purdy looked real shaky. Like, that line is usually solid. And, yeah, they got Miles Garrett come, coming in the backfield. and But, like, he was just not himself or what we've seen and gotten accustomed to Brock Purdy being, which is kind of like Mr. Consistent. Like, every week you don't see any issues. You don't see many turnovers. Just, you know, one or two touchdowns and keep it moving. Win the game. Um, so, yeah, McCaffrey went out. That's the – heartbeat of the offense. Then Debo got hurt. So he had nobody to really throw it to. Um, And yeah, if they were to be out longer than a week or two, you could see them struggle a little bit. Now you got to put more on Purdy's plate instead of just running the system. Like Jalen Hurts, I'm not really that worried about him. I feel like they got to clean up some stuff with play calling and whatnot because this guy... Uh, what's his name? Brian Johnson, or is that the the OC's name? Um, he hasn't really called a good game yet this year. 
And looking at the offense from last year, this is totally different from what they were doing, where they're airing it out. Jalen Hurts is looking great. Like this year, I don't know. Every week it's looked like there's more that they could do and they're just not making the right calls. Like even against the Jets, once they shut down the run game and forced Jalen to become a, a, a passer the whole game and he didn't he didn't look that great. So but like this is a, a MVP candidate, usually. Maybe not this year, but usually he's an MVP candidate. So I'm more worried about the 49ers. Greg, before you go, I'm going to throw some stats out there, and I know you'll like some of these that I mentioned. For the 49ers specifically, is what Miles was speaking to. The most recent game that they had, they had a 35.4 success rate on offense, which is the second worst game that they've had since 2017. The Eagles ranked 23rd in the NFL in regards of scoring touchdowns inside of the red zone, only at a 45.5%. Now that's from 20 yards in, they only get touchdowns 45% of the time. And Justin Hurts cur currently, currently Jalen Hurts has seven TDs and seven interceptions. Yeah, I mean, the answer for me is I'm more concerned about the Eagles offense. Um, the, the 49ers, this like the stat you just mentioned is an anomaly. That's like the second worst game they've had in literally what six or five, six years. Um, and, and you know, that Browns defense can make people look stupid. That Browns defense is elite, it's a great defense. It's the backbone of that football team right now. That's the strength of the football team more so than the offenses. That defense is it's very good. They make Joe Burrow look, look terrible, terrible every time they play him, and, and that's a hard thing to do, making Joe Burrow look bad. Uh, and they've done it consistently over the last few years. So that, that defense is very, very good. Um, so I think the 49ers bounce back. They play complimentary football. They run the ball well. Uh, I know they'll get back to doing what they do well. They also lost Debo in the middle of the game. That affected the game for them, obviously. Uh, Purdy, we, we know Purdy's not as good as uh, Jalen Hurts, obviously, or as talented. We know that. Um, but when I hear about Jalen Hurts, the concerning numbers and turnovers, it's, it's, you know, you can put – I don't know. You can pin offensive inefficiency, red zone inefficiency on an offensive coordinator, but turnovers is hard to pin on a on a um, coordinator. That's just that's just decision making. The interception he threw uh, to I don't know Whitehead was the one who got that interception in, in the middle of the field. I don't know who that was. I, it probably wasn't even him. It was like another guy because the Jets had all their backups playing and it still made them look stupid. But um, whoever caught that interception, it was just like a simple read. He just threw the ball down the middle of the field. And the safety closed on it. Like he, he fell for a simple trick where the safety just disguised the coverage and then ran over and picked it off. And those kind of things are concerning. I mean, especially when you have time. It, it isn't like I know Lane Johnson got hurt. That offensive line is great. And he has time back there. He has all day to make throws. He has a long time. And I, maybe that changed. That probably changed when Lane Johnson got hurt. I, I get that. But even before the Jets game, okay, but even before the Jets game, he still had all day and to have seven interceptions total on the season is ridiculous. It's that's a lot of interceptions for a guy who has all that time back there. It's like secret service back there. He has a lot of time to operate. It's crazy. So that's hard to excuse. The, the interceptions are hard. The, the, the turnovers are hard to excuse under those circumstances when things are so ready made for you to win. Um, so I, I said I have more concern about Jalen Hurts in the Eagles offense right now, but 
you know, I know they had their their injuries. I mean, and, and they, what things they're dealing with, especially on the offensive line. I'm not saying you won't bounce back. I'm not saying they won't be in the Super Bowl at the end of the day. They easily could be. But the team I felt like that was the best team in the NFC leading up to this weekend, I still feel the same way, is the 49ers. I feel I always felt like the 49ers were the best team in the NFC, and they were the team that was going to go to the Super Bowl, you know, barring any injuries. So I still feel that way, and I feel vindicated in that after seeing the, the their performance against the Jets this past weekend. You know, because they gave just that game. Let's be honest. Like, they 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 had opportunities to win it, and they just didn't take the game. And the Jets, to their credit, that defense is incredible. So um, it goes both ways. But I, I have more concern about the, the Eagles for sure. Oh my gosh, I love them when I love when this happens because it's the perfect transition. Because the next thing on my notes is we're going to talk about this Jets defense because Robert Sala was in his bag after the game. They asked him about how they played and how the defense had hurts looking bad. And he, you know, he stuck out his chest. He said, we've been embarrassing all of these quarterbacks. We ain't won every game because our quarterback is a little suspect. But we've been embarrassing all of these quarterbacks. I'm going to break down some of these stats. Josh Allen, week one, 236 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions, sacked them five times. Patrick Mahomes, 18-30, 2-0-3, one touchdown, two interceptions, sacked one time. Jalen Hurts, 280 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions, sacked twice. Now they're 3-3 three three with 11 games left. What will this Jets defense be able to do for the team? How many games will they win? What's their record going to look like with this Jets defense? Because – I think it's safe to say Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson is playing better. But the Jets' defense is really wasn't one of them these games. Yeah, I mean, it's true. They're keeping us in it because in, even in that Chiefs game where we were down 17-0, they held them at bay for three quarters when you know some stuff happened in the fourth quarter and we lost. But, yeah, they've been keeping us in these games. And, yeah, I think – red zone efficiency needs to be better with this offense. Like, we're always down there. Like, the, the running game is solid. Zach has been playing better. They just got to put the, the ball in the end zone. Like, they had four field goals on Sunday. And that last touchdown, I watched the game. I was there. He let him they, – they let them score because they didn't want him to run the clock down and do all that. They let them score, which was dumb. That was the dumbest thing they could have done is just let them get a touchdown because then – now you got to go to get get a touchdown instead of just getting three points. Um, but yeah, the defense is the backbone of this team, especially now with Rodgers being shelved for maybe the year. We'll see. But um, I think this team we can still win ten games. I think this is a wild card team. I don't I don't see division right now, but I think wild card is definitely something that we can attain with. Zach at quarterback and the schedule kind of lightening up a little bit because yeah you look at those first six games and it was a gauntlet we we went against Josh Allen week one went against the Cowboys and their defense week two we went against Mahomes we went against Jalen Hurts like these are MVP caliber quarterbacks and for us to take two of three from a couple MVP level quarterbacks is impressive so yeah, I think this team is legit. I think we've been legit. It's just the defense, they needed a, they needed a, a kick in the rear end. I think once Rodgers 
came back in town and was like, yo, you guys got to stop pointing fingers and just ball. Things kind of changed for us. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're going into the bye, riding high right now, and then coming out of it, <laughs> we're going to smoke the Giants. I'm sorry. Um, we're going to smoke them once the bye is <laughs> over. So uh, I'm ready to keep this winning streak going. Sorry for the low blow, but. I don't, I, don't, I hope you guys do beat them. I mean, that's where I'm at with it. So I, I, I could care less. I, I have my concerns about whether or not this team's going to try to have a mid-season turnaround, but that's a whole different conversation. Uh, solid thing in that, it's not that it's not true. It's not that he doesn't have a great defense. I just, I think it's interesting. I think it's an interesting approach to take as a coach. I, I don't personally love it very much, but that's that's me. Just, I, I think he was just in, caught in the moment and was feeling hmm. himself. Like, he just beat the last undefeated team that's fair so. that's fair this is you know you walk in the, you walk in a tight line a uh, thin line there that's all i'm saying i you know that's some got some cowboys that stuff that's all i'm saying you gotta be careful with that but beating your chest in public like that and you know I, so it's i mean it's not a consistent thing like miles said and, and it's an emotional win so you know let them let them have it they, they're 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 a good football team they are i'm sure i'm sure they love him I'm, I'm sure they do he's over here celebrating tackles mid-play and all that stuff that's cool it's cool, you know. It, you know he's been through, he's been through the he's been through the losing. So you know if he can do it when they're winning and they love him for it, all power to him. For real. Yeah, based off the schedule, some of the key games y'all got left, like you said, off the ball, y'all play the Giants, but then y'all got Chargers, Raiders, at the Bills. You got the Dolphins, Falcons, Texans, Dolphins again. Commanders, Browns, and you end off the season with the good old uh, Mac Jones and Bill Belichick Patriots. So between that, you can see another seven wins for sure. I think you guys are. <laughs> I think I think Zach Wilson's performance has to stay consistent. That's that's the key for them. I mean, that's the X factor. If he can be consistent, sure, seven wins, sure, why not? Um, I, I just. Do I believe they'll be consistent the entire way? I, I do. You, teams teams are gonna be able to get the best of him. I, I I do believe that. I I you know that's just my personal opinion. And so, how great is your defense gonna be in those games? Like you gonna are you gonna allow like three points because it's gonna be tough. It's gonna get it's gonna get real tough. And I know Garrett Wilson. You know he has the week good for him because I saw he got injured, but he has the week which is good, um, to get back healthy, but. You know, my concerns about Zach Wilson, not really the defense, obviously. It's just Zach Wilson being consistent week to week, which we've seen this movie before. It, things can call, can come off the rails real quick with that guy. So that's the only thing I've got. Like last year, I think they were, what, what were they? They were, they had a winning record. They had a winning record last year. They, with, with Zach Wilson at the helm, they were, they beat the Broncos on the road. They were, they were high. Um, and then things kind of, you know, fell off the tracks with him. So it's just about him being consistent. If you can do that, sure, sure. But that's a big if. We, we got to mention that if. Yeah, and the big if, too, with that is, like, four of those games is a division game, so. Yeah, coin flips. Patriots, and you got the Dolphins twice who are riding high. With oh, Dolphins are crazy, yeah. Crazy. Fourth, like, the fourth highest scoring season ever up until this point. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. it's going, they got, those four are definitely, they got to at least split those, at least, at least got to split those. And for their sake, even the one game that they have to win, just for their sake, you got to end off the season beating the Patriots. Just in the in that losing streak, just <laughs> just for a good one, just just in that losing streak. We mentioned 
the Jets Eagles game, 49ers, they lose. Debo Samuel went out. Trent Williams went out. Christian McCaffrey went out. They all are expected to be back on Monday. But before that game, Debo was getting into fights with the players of the Browns, and Trent Williams had to come in and kind of help and save them. And C.J. Gardner-Johnson took the Twitter to kind of talk about how Debo was a punk and he was doing typical wide receiver behavior. Trent Williams had to save him. And it started a little Twitter war, a little Twitter beef between these two. And the most recent thing, C.J. Gardner-Johnson said, Debo, we know you can't run routes. We know you're not even a top-tier wide receiver. They gave you money, but you're not like that. You're more of a running back. I don't care about all the see me off the field and all that other stuff. But I want to ask y'all, how do y'all feel about Debo? Is he more of a running back slash like he's just a weapon than he is wide receiver? Yeah, he has a more of a weapon than he is wide receiver, and that's fine. He's one, he's one of the best players in the NFL, regardless of the fact that he can't run um, specific routes, you know, like the tra- the traditional way. You know, I, it doesn't, it, it, regardless of that, he's like a running back you know, who can you can split out wide. He's going to still – we can still burn you for an 80-yard gain. And, he, and any time he catches the ball can be a touchdown. So I don't really understand, you know, what the insult is there. He's a, a, like the, one of the rare difference makers in the NFL, you know, like anytime you get the ball in that guy's hands, it can be a home run. So I, I don't really put much stock in anything that that guy says, CJ Gardner Johnson. I mean, didn't he get like punched in the face in the field or something like that by some Saints player or, or like by some Bears player a few years ago? Like, I, like what else is he really known for? I mean, I, I you know, is he he's an OK player? You know, he's always talking. He's always chirping in someone's ear. He's a Pat Bev of football. So I don't I don't really put much stock in what he says. And Debo is a, a much better player than him. It's always guys like him going after players that are way better than him. He's not even on the same tier as a football player. So, I, you know, I don't, I don't put much stock in it. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm the same way. Like, I feel like this stems back to last year when Debo was going on his rant about how, oh, if, you know, Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt, we beat the Eagles, and CJ was on the Eagles last year. So it's like carrying over, and I'm sure some of those guys don't like Debo, and I'm sure some of those Eagles players can't wait till they play each other in December. So, yeah, I think CJ's throwing shade, even though, yeah, most people would agree that Debo is one of the most electric guys on the field every time he's out there. Like, you get in his hands, regardless if he's lined up at running back or receiver. Like, that doesn't matter. That was I don't know why that's a problem. Like, Percy Harvin became – that was like a position people were looking for. I want, I want Percy Harvin. I want a guy who can do both. And Debo's kind of done it to a higher level than Percy Harvin did it. So, um yeah, I think he's also bitter because he didn't get paid. Like, he got a one-year deal from the Lions. And then, I mean, unfortunately, he got hurt and was done for the season. So, I didn't do that. Oh, well. yeah, he's been out for a while. So, he's trying, he's trying to be back by playoffs. Well, they'll be in it. So, yeah, he can come back by the playoff time. But might have to sign another one-year deal next year. So right. He's guaranteed to have to sign another one-year deal. To guarantee, I don't know. No, no, they can win a championship. He's not signed a, a, a deal longer than a year. That's just his fate. Yeah. So he's a Detroit Lion. The Lions should be making the playoffs unless it's an epic collapse. 
They're five and one. They play the Ravens next week. Ravens are four and two. Who do you see winning that game? I got the Lions, honestly. I think, yeah, they're one of the top five teams in the NFL right now. Um, and you can't even really say otherwise. Like, they've been beating teams pretty handily the last month of the season. And they've got pieces. They've got Jameson Williams coming back. They've got St. Brown. I know Montgomery got hurt, but they still got him, Gibbs, and Jared Goff's been playing well too. So, um, and then on the other side of the, the ball, you got the Ravens, who they've looked real shaky this whole season. Like they haven't had a consistent wide receiver group ever, I feel like. And this was supposed to be that year. They got Bateman coming back, Odell signed, they draft Zay Flowers in the first round and only guy who's been consistent is the, the rookie, not the veteran. So um, I'm not that confident that Baltimore can get this done. Yeah, I, I got the, the Lions 24 to 17. It's a good pick to me too, honestly. I, I We have our concerns about the Ravens overall. I think the Ravens' defense will give Jared Goff some, some problems. The Ravens' defense has been really good this year. Uh, and it's a game the Ravens should win, honestly. It's, there's not many excuses for, you know, losing that football game, in my opinion. Not that the Lions are any, you know, are, are pushovers. The Lions are a really good football team. But this is a game you pay Lamar Jackson to go win. That's just my opinion when you pay someone like that. So, um, I, you know, you'd like to go see the Ravens win that football game if, if you're a Ravens fan or anyone who, you know, if you're a Lamar fan. But the, the way they've been playing, it's just been so iffy. I mean, even against Tennessee, it just wasn't that pretty. Uh, I, it, it almost felt like Odell had his first catch of the season, <laughs> uh, even though it wasn't. It was. It felt like it was his first catch of the season, and he certainly acted like it was his first catch of the season after he made the play. So, you know, I, I have my concerns about that receiving course. It's, it's a lot of the same things that we mentioned before. Zay Flowers still their best player, still the best receiver. And Lamar, you know, was a little bit off. I think on the interception he threw just kind of just looked like he was just, just the ball just kind of came out of his hand weird. But – um, it's a game they should win. I I pick the Lions because the Lions are just playing better football right now, and they're more they're more a complete team than than the Ravens are. But um, there's again not many excuses for the Ravens to lose that football game, and you can't feel good about them if they do lose. Next game I want to talk about. We got two games: Commanders at Giants. I think we're all safe to say that we're all going to pick the Commanders to win this game, maybe possibly, but. I want to ask because I've seen very mixed reviews, which is always the best and the funniest thing when fan bases are confused. I've <laughs> seen everybody say from the Giants are about to go on a winning streak to the Giants aren't going to win another game, start Tyrod, start Danny Dimes, are Giants aficionado on the show. What should this Giants organization do at the quarterback position? You said it yourself. Tyrod Taylor did show some signs of life, and he shocked you a little bit with how he played last week. Yeah, I mean, when you look back at this Houston Texans tape, it's not that surprising when you when you look at it. I just didn't even do all that digging before the game. Um, he, he, but he did better than Daniel Jones just attacked the, the downfield and he, well, you know, used the entire field. He attacked the other, other side of the field, the, you know, the boundary side. 
which is what teams are giving the Giants. The Giants, you know, have not attacked that side of the field with Daniel Jones. And basically his entire career, for being honest, um, is one of the things I don't like about Daniel Jones, but Tyrod did that. Tyrod did that. He had the, that nice uh, throw to Slayton and everything like that. So I, I think, again, when you compare Tyrod to his version of Daniel Jones that's gun-shy and, you know, seeing ghosts, yeah, you, you want to start Tyrod over him. Um, Daniel Jones, I still think is the more talented quarterback for everything that's, you know, I, I, I do believe that, um, from a physical standpoint and I, you know, I, and he can make all the throws it's just a matter of him actually pulling the trigger on him. I think when you pay him $40 million and your backup who makes $7 million comes in and basically produces at a similar level, if not better than him, you have questions. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good at all. And I think what's going to happen is if I'm going to kill the pipe dream now for all the Tyrod dreamers. Daniel Jones is going to start every game the rest of the season if he's healthy enough to start. Um, because what you need to allow Daniel Jones to do is keep it, you know, earn his keep, earn his job um, here, and and basically uh, dissuade you from taking a quarterback if you're picking highly and high enough. I don't, I don't think there's anything you can do to take the Giants to stop the Giants from taking Caleb May or uh, of Caleb May, uh, Drake May or Caleb Williams. I don't think there's anything you can do to yeah, or both of them, yeah, a combination of them. But, uh, like, you know, you got to make sure that the Giants aren't in that. If you're Daniel Jones, your job is to make sure the Giants are not in position to take them. That's what you want to do to make sure you keep your job um, and, and at least, you know, stay stick it out another year. But um, as far as the Giants winning or losing games moving forward, I have this really bad feeling that they're going to rip off a couple wins here. Um, and, and I, I just – they just – the defense is playing much better. Bobby Okereke played the best game by a linebacker I've seen – you know, for for the Giants, anyways, in the last 10 years, and probably one of the best linebacker performances I've seen in a long time. That was a great game. Uh, the defense is coming alive. You know, they're going to get healthier. Thomas is coming back. They're going to get Schmitz back to the center. Justin Pugh played great in his first game in, in years. I mean, he that was incredible what he did, coming off the couch and playing left tackle and holding his own and stabling, stabilizing the line. So, I do think they're going to win some games, which is frustrating. Again, I, I I am very much in the tank for Caleb or tank for Drake May conversation, but I think they're going to win some games, which is just frustrating. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I'm not rooting for wins. I'd like to, I like a reset. Um, and I still like them to trade Saquon. And I know how special as he is, I'd like them to trade him. I think it's just the right move for the organization moving forward. But will they do it? I'm skeptical that they will. So, yeah, that, that answers everything on, on those fronts. I just feel like, you got to play Daniel Jones at forty million dollars. See what see what you got. I know you've seen enough of him. It's been five years, but give him the opportunity to make his bed, you know, and, and so to speak, and either ride out the right way or ride out the wrong way. For what? For, also, I'll leave you on this: with his neck injury, I don't think he plays for another two or three weeks, anyways. So Tyrod will be out there at least this weekend. He will be. Yeah, neck injuries ain't nothing to play with because that's where neck injury. Next thing you know, Daniel Jones ain't walking ever again in his life. So. Take your time, come back from that. It's not like if you play Danny, you're going to win any games. We've seen enough this season, so. Yeah. I know it's, I know it's hurting the Giants brass, you know, upper management as a black guy starting, but. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully they have, they have a black guy being the franchise quarterback for the next 10, 15 years, although I'm skeptical about how that goes because – the Bears have that. The Bears are going to lock up the first overall pick with the Justin Fields injury. They're going to milk it for all it's worth. Hey, I hope y'all get the first pick, and I want to see who they pick. Because if they decide to go Drake May, 
that tells us everything we need to know about your ownership. <laughs> you know, you're the one in the group chat talking about you. You can. It's a case for him being going over. Hey, I'm talking about what the commentators are saying. I'm still going Caleb, but you know how it goes. Those white quarterbacks, they they was waiting for Caleb Williams to have a bad game because I saw four or five articles like. Drake May is making a case to be the number one. They couldn't wait till that black man had a bad game so they could say, Drake May, white man on top, number one overall pick. Make him, make him number one. They can't. They are hoping Caleb has another two bad games. Give Drake May the Heisman. Put Drake May number one pick. And then, a matter of fact, drop Caleb down to the third pick. We like Michael Penix. He was rapping on the side. We like those black guys. He was freestyling. What, what Desmond Howard say? Big, big Phoenix energy. Desmond Howard got to be better, bro. You a high, you a Heisman winner. You can't be doing that type of stuff, bro, for clicks and whatnot. Dolphins Eagles probably the game of the week. Miles, you on mute? Dolphins Eagles. I know. <laughs> they I was to get my point across. I'm like, damn, they're not hearing me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Dolphins Eagles. That one's. Eagles could be going on a two-game losing streak here because, honestly, with the way their secondary is looking, I, I got the, the Dolphins in this one. Uh, I know it's a home game for them, and they're breaking out the Kelly Green jerseys for the first time in a while. But, uh, yeah, Tua and these guys are riding high right now. And, yeah, Tyreek Hills, the most dangerous non-QB in the NFL. Like, it's unreal. Now, he's almost at a thousand yards, and we're not even halfway through October yet. So, I got the Dolphins. I'm gonna take them by seven. I think. How many points do you think the Dolphins put up right now? They averaging the wildest crap. And they're averaging thirty-seven points per game. How many points do they put up this weekend? I'm gonna say like twenty-eight. I feel like Eagles defense though. I was gonna say they'll they'll slow them down, but that's a stretch. So hopefully it's a close game. I know uh, with the way the the Dol the Dolphins the Eagles run their offense, running it and all that, they might slow the game down a little bit. That might be the goal in beating the the Dolphins. Is let's slow this game down. Let's get them at our pace. And you know this is a big DeAndre Swift game right here. He can he can be a difference maker for them and open things up. Because last week. I mean, against the Jets, he was bottled up. He didn't really do much to affect the game. So I'm looking for a bounce-back week from him. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Dolphins will win that game too. You know, I not that the Eagles can't bounce back. They're home, from what it sounds like. I think the Eagles will be home, right? But um, I just think that that – that Dolphins team is playing at a high level right now. No Darius Slave. He's not back by then. Good luck trying to cover that, uh, cover um, Tyreek Hill with, with James Bradbury. James Bradbury isn't that good. Okay, he was a giant. He's not, he, he's, he's, he's insulated right now. Okay, you can be insulated. Sometimes when you put people in good situations in life, good, whether you go to a good company, you go on a good team, whatever, you could still suck at your job or suck at whatever you do, but you're insulated by being around people who are good at what they do. And I think that's, I'm not saying he sucks at what he does, but I'm, I don't think he's that good. Um, and I've heard other NFL players say that. Like Debo was very open about the fact that he doesn't think very highly of of James Bradbury, if I remember correctly. So 
Um, good luck trying to cover Tyreek Hill with that. It's just going to be tough. It's going to be tough to do that. Um, I think Tua is one of the best anticipatory, anticipatory throwers in the league. So, you know, he's not going to take many sacks, you know, behind that line. He's really good at getting the ball out quick and throwing it into space and letting his receivers run into the ball. So I feel good about that that team and Mike McDaniel having them prepared. They're going to run the ball well, even without A-Chain. They're going to have other guys step up. Um, Wilson, you know, whoever else, whoever they could they could have me run the ball and they still get 10 yards to carry with the way they block. So I, I feel I feel pretty good about them taking care of business and winning a game here. They're, they're, they're one of the best teams in football. The real Super Bowl, the dark horse, a real Super Bowl contender, not even a dark horse, a real Super Bowl contender in the NFL. Hey, give it to Raheem. I got him on fantasy. Just feed feed Raheem. That's all I need. Feed Raheem. Get me 43 points again in fantasy. I would greatly appreciate it. Because nobody else showed up for my fantasy last week. But I got to win because of Raheem Moster. Literally, that's how I was able to win. Before we transition to the NBA playoff picks, y'all liked it. Y'all loved it. Y'all had a lot to say on it. We had great responses. Money making miles segment miles got a couple picks for y'all for this weekend. All right, so there's not many you know player prop uh, bets out there just yet. They got the Thursday night game already set up, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick my player props from from that. Um, they got Travis Etienne over under sixty rushing yards. I mean he's been riding high this whole season. He's been averaging about 20-plus touches every game so far this year. I think if they get out to a, a big lead, yeah, they're going to start handing it off, and that's when he can break one. I think, yeah, we see well over 60. Uh, Kamara, Kamara's another one who, since the suspension, he's been like a different player. Like They're, they're using him differently than they have in the past, where there's a lot of swing passes and maybe 12, 15 rushes. Now he's getting like 20 rushes and he's pounding pounding those holes. So uh, his over-under is... <laughs> false. 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 Go ahead, though. Pound them holes. He, on, he has isn't it, miles on big Phoenix energy. You know what he, you know what his mind on? Pound, 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 pound. We just cut into the, the yards, <laughs> what I was talking about. That other stuff, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> so Kamara's over-under is 50 rushing yards. I think he clears that kind of easily. Um, there's not really another backup to, you know, step in for him, and he's getting 20 touches a game. I think he could roll over and get 50 yards. So there's that. And then – Uh, a dark horse, Rashid Shahid. His over-under is 35 receiving yards, and he's their deep threat. So he can get that all in one catch. So you're just hoping that with all the attention given to Michael Thomas and Chris Olave, that yeah, him being on their third best D-back, he gets over the top and you know, breaks one for a big game. So there's that, and then my, my team picks for this week. I got, yeah, Dolphins over the Eagles. We were just talking about it. And there's another game that I was looking at. And I'm like, hmm. We got a, a nice sleeper pick here. So 
I I low key feel like the Chargers bounce back this week against the Chiefs and take them out. Um, they're currently like six point underdogs, but I feel like they're gonna kind of iron out things. You know, Eckler was coming back for his first week and Herbert didn't look as sharp as he usually does coming off the bye. Um, I think they could they could make this a game and. This is one of those games, a divisional game that they can come back and, and win. So those are my picks this week. Hey, that's not a bad pick because the Chiefs have not looked like the Chiefs that we know as of a as of late in the past. So they still figuring stuff out too. So that's not too bad of a pick. NBA playoff prediction. NBA is here preseason. I was watching earlier. Yo, basketball script, basketball guys, whatever you want to say, please can we get a healthy Zion this season? Because the Pelicans with Zion, I know it's preseason, but they could be really scary. From what I was watching, they can be really scary. If we can get a healthy Zion, that would that would make make my whole year. I'll go first in the East. I got Celtics make it. Celtics gonna be the number one seed. Bucks, Heat, Knicks as the fourth seed. Nets at the five seed. Seventy Sixers as the sixth seed, and the Cavs and the Magic making it in at the last two teams. The Cavs, yeah, they're not getting Donovan Mitchell back if they fight <laughs> playoffs. Oh. Well, I, don't, I still don't think he's coming back anyway, but yeah, he's not. But the Cavs being that low is that's 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 interesting. That's interesting. I I I didn't expect that. Did they get better? It doesn't I matter. Don't so. I don't. I don't. Well, who, well, who who jumped over them? I mean, I think oh, the Nets done. Wow, you feel better about the Nets than I do. <laughs> and, I, mean, I, I granted, blame me for. Watching preseason, but what if Ben is playing like this? That's the X factor to me. We always waiting to see if Ben was healthy. Ben healthy, this unlocks that whole team. Even Jacques Vaughn was saying it. You got McKell on the team, and Jacques is like, yo, Ben Simmons, I want him to lead this team. Ben Simmons, he's healthy. He takes them as high as whatever Ben does this year, that's how far they're going to go. I think with, with the Nets, if Ben Simmons is getting downhill and attacking with with like with force and trying to dunk on people like he was those early years in Philly, you know, just trying to finish through contact more often, the more he does that, the better this, that basketball team will be. That's the way I see it because it'll open things up and they'll get a lot of open looks off of that. So that's my take. Um, but you now, if you look at you know my, my playoff seeding, I, I you know I'd say the Celtics will be the one seed, the Bucks will be the two seed. Um, at at the three seed, I'm gonna go with Miami, which Miami always struggles throughout the year, so that could easily be wrong. Yeah, I'm willing, I'm ready for that to be wrong. But Miami, um, I, I'll go, I go Cleveland at the four. Uh, you know, I just think they're gonna sustain. And, and and look, if they if they're bad and they're as bad as you say they're gonna be, uh, Antonio, I hope that's the case because they'll trade Donovan Mitchell midway through the year. Uh, they're, if they're that bad and it's looking that bad, they'll trade them and uh, just cut their losses, right, so they can get something for his departure. But uh, I'll say Cleveland at the four. Um, I- I'll go Knicks at the five. Um, 
and I think Nets at the six will will jump. We'll get in there. Um, Pacers at the seven, and Pacers are going to be good. I think this year, and I think that last team will probably be Atlanta. Probably be Atlanta sneaking at the eight, um, eight seed. So I, I think that's how it works out. But again, a lot of interchangeable teams in the middle there. The Nets, Knicks, Cavs. I think they're interchangeable, like you said. I you know I, I think the Cavs are still a really good basketball team, but the Knicks are certainly proved they're better than them. Yeah, but you know, does that always translate to winning more games throughout the regular season? That's always the question. We'll we'll see. We'll see. You know, um, if the Knicks didn't have Julius Randle, I feel better about him. I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> I'll be honest. I know he's gonna win some games for you guys, but he's also gonna lose you guys some games too. I, I can't stand the way he plays. To your point, though, before Miles go, I was really tussling too with that number three seed because Miami literally could be a six or a seven seed this exactly. year. Exactly, and it wouldn't matter. They'd still still have success in the playoffs. Yeah, you know because I mean? they definitely did not get better, but it's Spolstra, it's Jimmy Butler still. Well, you know what it is for me? I think if Tyler Hero stays healthy, I think he's going to have a great year. The guy had 30 points in like three quarters of the day. I think he's motivated. He's he's trimmed the fat off his game. He's simplifying the way he scores. I can appreciate that. Um, you know, he's look, trying to score off cuts. He's trying to score in different ways to make the game easier, less dribbling. With a guy who has a shot like that and his ability to finish at the rim, his chance to be really, really good this year. Have an all-star season. And he's going to start for them. He has to. They need the firepower. So I'm I'm excited for him and his opportunity this year. I'm really excited for him. So that's why I think they could be good with the defense. But, again, it's Miami. You never know. You know Jimmy's going to take every other night off. Maybe not physically, but he but he, he will be out there, but he won't be out there. To Bam, too. Bam is an X-Factor, too. He had 26 the other night in, like, four minutes, but – Bam needs to come up and help them out because you can't rely on BBL over there. But who's your who's your eight teams? <laughs> uh, all right, first seed. Yeah, I feel like it's interchangeable between Boston and Milwaukee at this point. It can go either one. Uh, I'm gonna lean towards Boston just because they have that group in place for a while now, and yeah, they've added some pieces, but defensively, they're they got it. Like, defensively, they're going to be a good team this year. Milwaukee, too. I'm going to say that I'm not – I feel bad sounding like a homer for doing this, but, like, I say Knicks at three. I feel like we've made some additions and we've had a group kind of together for a few years now that we've got the chemistry. We're deep. We're, our bench is – I'm not going to say the deepest because, you know, that got me in trouble, but one of the deeper benches – in the NBA. So, and then the addition of Dante DiVincenzo is one of the more underrated ones because he's one of those players that he does the dirty work. Something that, yeah, Obi would have been nice to have on this team, you know, push the pace, but DiVincenzo gives us more outside shooting, more defense, allows us to play smaller too. So, um, I got Knicks at three, I've got Miami at four. Feel like they're gonna still be solid. Spoelstra's probably the best coach in the league right now. So I, I still think even though they lost some pieces, like Gabe Vincent and uh, what's his name who went to the the Cavs, uh, shooter. I forget his name. But, Max Struess. Yeah, Struess. Um, I still think they have guys that can replace him. Like Highsmith, I feel like is gonna step up pretty, pretty big. He's gonna have a, a big role for that team this year. Number five, I'm going to say 
Philly with an asterisk just because depending on how things go and, you know, James said he's going to play. So I still think they're a good team with him. But then it depends on if – I'm not – yo, it's a good team with him. No, no, no. no. I think, I'm I think saying, face, he left the 76ers office – his list. I didn't even I didn't even think about. I was Philadelphia. gonna say I was gonna say when you were going down the list. No. I was like, dang, Philly's not gonna make the playoffs then. I just forgot Philly's obviously gonna make the playoffs, so that there's got to be an omission for my list. Um, probably Atlanta. I think Pacers take, take Atlanta, Atlanta out and put Sixers. Put the, put the Philly put Philly in. I don't know where they. I'd slot them. I'd slot them in. Um, somewhere in that three to three to five range, but it could change depending on how the James Harden trade goes and. That, uh, and depending on how he plays, you know him. When you don't, we don't, you don't get his way. You know, you gonna, he, he gonna roll. He gonna roll to the arena. You ever seen that? You seen that that, that video of that dude eating the Popeyes biscuits whole? Oh man, that's him. That's him. That's James Harden, yo. <laughs> I mean, he's already he's already started though. They say he's only been in like one practice. He hasn't in, been in any of the scrimmages or any of preseason games yet. So, yeah, it's not gonna go well. I, mean, I know how this goes. Yeah, he clearly clearly doesn't want to be there. And- I know Daryl Morey's putting out feelers everywhere to, to see how do we get this guy off our team, basically. No, Daryl Morey's like playing hardball and like trying to get Terrence Terrence Mann and get an all star in return from for James Harden. James Harden is not a player worthy of a, of an all star return, and I'm so glad the NBA is uh, cooperating how I feel about James Harden by not offering anything for this guy because he's not worth much. He, I know he's gonna he's good for ten assists and eighteen points a night, but. His plays plummeted, and in the playoffs, when it matters, the reason why you acquire a guy like James Harden and you pay him $30 million a year is because you need him to perform in the playoffs, and he doesn't do that. Simply put, he just doesn't do it, um, not consistently. So why even waste your time? Why even give up a significant asset to get a guy like that in your in your building? Plus, he may want to leave you anyways middle of the season just because he there's not enough good food in the area or something like that. So I'm just – it's for me, it's it's like I'm just happy. I'm, I feel vindicated. I feel vindicated watching the whole James Harden thing play out because I wouldn't trade anything for him either. And the Nets might have won that deal. Especially if Ben Simmons returns to form this year or even gets close. Crazy enough. Yeah. Uh, where was I? Uh, My bad. How you good? <laughs> <Are> you good? <laughs> six seed, six seed. You're six seed. All right. Six seed is between Cavs or Brooklyn, I think. Brooklyn, yeah, they might surprise some people, especially if Ben Simmons comes back and plays near the level that he was in Philly, which was a damn good basketball player. So I think, yeah, him, Macau, you got Claxton there still, who looks like he's been trying to improve his offensive game. So I think, yeah, they could be a sleeper team um, that could actually slide up higher than I got them, which – Shouldn't come as a surprise. I mean, you got two kind of like all-star level talents in Ben and Macau. So they should be pretty good this year. Cavs, I'll put the Cavs seven just because, you know, I feel like the cloud of Donovan Mitchell is going to be hanging over that team all year. And if they do go on a losing streak and then they're asking him questions, he does start snapping on reporters, then that's when you're like, all right, this, it was fun for a couple years, but it's not it's not going to happen. Um, somebody had to do it. They had to make the move for him. I'm glad the Knicks did because we ended up a lot better for it. 
They might still do it. They might spin the block and do it anyways. Yeah, they could still spin the block. I don't think they should. I feel like uh, someone's gonna do it. Yeah, somebody's gonna do it. Somebody's gonna do someone's it. Gonna He's do too it. good. He's too good not to make a move for him. But I hope it's not the Knicks. I hope we're aiming bigger than. Well, they said they said looking they looking at Cat too. So well, I, I don't know which one you'd rather have, but <laughs> maybe one of these cats on the street, maybe these black cats. But I don't want Cat Towns on my team. Now they're talking about Cat Williams. Yo, RJ bodied him in the game the other night. And I was like, this is not a center I want on my team. Getting bodied by small forwards. So, yeah. And He's then cat. I think between Pacers and I'm going to say the Pistons. I feel like with Cade coming back, you've got uh, Osar Thompson. I feel like he can kind of slide into a, a nice – secondary playmaker role you still got ivy there they've got some pieces on that team and you've got a, a veteran coach imani williams there now they could be kind of similar to what i think of the rockets i feel like the rockets are a team that can make a jump with a, a veteran coach helping out that young team so i'll put the pistons at number eight greg started off with the west because i Oh, shit, I this this the West is extremely hard, bro. I, I want to hear what y'all got first, cause the, the West, the East, the East, the, the East got some teams too, especially on the bottom half, cause you, you like you said, you talking about Indiana. The Magic should be better this year. Detroit should be better this year. So they definitely gonna be fighting between that seven to ten in the East for sure. The West, go ahead, Greg. Just, this ain't easy. I mean, I'll say Denver. Um, I think Denver, I think Phoenix is a team that's going to win a lot of regular season games. Uh, I would say Denver, Phoenix, um, L.A., the Lakers, I think will be really good. Uh, I think the Clippers have a chance to have a resurgence. I think this is like what the last year Kawhi and Paul George have to prove that this thing works. So I, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, even though I'm going to end up regretting it. And I'll say they'll, they'll be the four seed. I'm gonna regret it. I, you know, you know, one of them's gonna break a toenail and be there out the rest of the season, and so we'll see how it goes. But I'll say Clippers at four. I'll say Pelicans at five. I think the Pelicans have a really good bounce back season if Zion can stay healthy most of the year, and the Pelicans are in, in Clippers are interchangeable. Uh, and then the Warriors, I think, will be the sixth seed, and that's probably a healthy spot for them with this Chris Paul experiment and Clay Thompson experiment, and where where they are as a franchise, they're in a transitional period. Um, they have they haven't accepted it yet. Um, I think OKC right behind them at seven. I think OKC probably slots in there, and they could be a lot better than that. You know, I they they're a good team. This this you know, but I'll put them at seven and then eight. Uh, eight. There's a lot of teams. That's where it get dicey. You got Kings who made it last year. You got oh well, damn. <laughs> the Kings were like one of the top seeds in the in the, in the conference last year. Uh, you, I don't know. I don't know why I felt like the Kings were going to take a step back this year. I just did. Uh, I, I felt that way, anyways. Watching uh, the other night, a lot yeah. of people feel that way. I just felt like they're going to take a step back. I mean, I, I think the Lakers just got better. I, I think the it's really about the Lakers getting better, and it shoved some teams down. I really do think I love that the way they've constructed that team with shooting and defense. Uh, this is the Kings will be the eighth seed, and just for these purposes, because I, I have to put them there. I have no other choice. But they could easily be anywhere from five to. Yeah, anyway, five to eight. I think I think that's safe. The Kings could easily be better than the Warriors. I I, I could see that, but they'll take a step back. 
So there's no in, in your mind, maybe it'll be fighting for the play in, but T Wolves with uh Anthony yeah. Edwards and then Dallas them actually getting some defense to help out. <laughs> no, I, I'm not a believer in Dallas. I'm not a believer in Dallas. I'm not saying they won't make the playoffs. They'll be in a play, they'll be a playing team. I, I'm not a believer in Dallas, and it's because of the way they play offense. It's actually not even I mean, defensively they may be better, even though I didn't see any signs of that in the preseason. It's early. I just think when you're trying to take turns between Kyrie and Luca all day, and each guy is watching each other play offense and watching each other dominate the ball up top, that's hard to win. It's hard to win that way. So I, I just don't trust, you know, that that's going to work. That experiment seems like it's destined to fail. Um, and no, it's not because I hate Kyrie. I, I also hate Kyrie, but it has nothing to do with that. I just don't like the way to play basketball. It's <laughs> being honest. Miles, go ahead, bro. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to say, yeah, I got the Nuggets number one. I'm going to actually put the Pelicans number two. I that's think. fair. That's fair. Pels, if we uh, yo, you're, if you're a betting man, that's dangerous, though. But, yeah. It is. I'm betting on Zion to stay yeah. up and, you know, to follow the guidelines given to him by his nutritionist. What, not eat fast food? Yeah, it's tough. I know. And the money's there, so he could get whatever he wants. Um, no, but <laughs> – on a serious note, like the Pelicans, before Zion got hurt and all that, they were number one in the West. Like yeah. they were, they were right on their way to being the one seed in the West. I think the way Zion was playing, he was playing at an MVP level. You added CJ McCollum. You've got Brandon Ingram there still. They've got a lot of young pieces on that team. I think, yeah, if like that's one of those picks where I put an asterisk next to it because it could blow up. Like Zion could blow up, and <laughs> then they're gonna be towards the bottom half of the the playoffs. Maybe even like a playing team. Um, but yeah, for now I'm gonna put them number two, number three. Also, CJ McCollum's health is like underrated with that team because he wasn't healthy last year. Yeah. He's really there's that too. Yes. All right, number three, I'm gonna put Lakers. I think yeah, they've gotten a lot deeper in the off season and. They've got the chemistry with Reeves and AD, LeBron coming back again. I feel like he's going to play until he's like 45, man. <laughs> crazy. But, yeah, that team looks really good on paper right now. And it all hinges on health again. Like LeBron, if we've looked at it, has missed some games over the past few years. AD, I mean, we know his track record. He's missed some games. So, if those guys are able to stay healthy, then yeah, sky's the limit. This is a finals team with the way they are currently constructed. And AD, yeah, if LeBron's giving him the reins, he could be in the running for MVP this year if he's, you know, able to stay healthy. Because defensively, he's got it. Like, he's he could win defensive player of the year easily if he would just stay healthy. Mm. And he could win MVP at some point if he would just stay healthy. So... That's the key. Uh, I'm going to put Golden State number four. I feel like this Chris Paul addition could really kind of open things up. You know, you've got that small guard lineup where Paul's running the point, and then now you've got all that ball movement that Steve Kerr preaches. I think Steph Curry could he could challenge for the scoring title this year. Uh, it's, it's doable with Chris Paul giving them open shots all the time. So I got them number four. Number five, I got Phoenix. I feel like 
they're probably one of the more overrated big three. I think, yeah, they could be the one seed or they could be the seven seed. This could not work. Like, I expect it to work at some point. And come playoff time, I expect it to kind of do what it did last year and kind of blow up in their face. But it's, it looks cool on paper right now. So, you know, good 2K team to use. Number six. I'm on number six, right? Yeah. I'm going to put Memphis. It's crazy that they've, like, taken a step back like that. But um, – Yo. <laughs> yeah, you were missing some teams. I was like, listen. No, that's crazy. I should have just wrote it down before I got on the pod. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm not going to change mine, even though Memphis is going to make the playoffs. Damn. No, yo, this list is crazy because – Yo, what is going on? so bro? deep. Like, Memphis is a six – after they were, what, like the two seed last year? So, that just gives credit to the depth of this this conference. It's a yeah. lot deeper than the, the East now. And that's why I feel like LeBron left the East because I don't know. I don't know why he left the East. He should have stayed. He should have stayed because it's not as strong as it it could have been. Also, won, he also won a championship, so it's also accomplished the mission. Although, yeah. for people like Antonio, they will tell you one is not enough, and I understand that. It's not enough. That's fair. That's fair. If he can stay on the court, if him and his uh, brow brother. It, it ain't about him. It's about Anthony Davis, but that's a whole different conversation. Let's not, let's not, let's not, let's not make this thing fall apart into we, – we're going to be on a podcast at 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> that, boy, that boy needs some milk. Um, <laughs> I got them at six. I'm going to put the Clippers at seven. I think that's not good enough for them to keep the, the duo together, and this is probably it. Like, they could honestly not make the playoffs. That's the team that – I could see it just falling apart altogether, and you see Kawhi miss games, Paul George miss games, and then who's running the show? Agent Zero, and that's it's a dangerous slope to to go down with him running the show. Um, and then what is that? Seven. All right, my eighth seed. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Because I want to say Sacramento, but. I feel like with Anthony Edwards probably taking that leap this year, I'm going to put them at number eight. Mm. I feel like him, they might finally figure out this two-center lineup with Towns and uh, Rudy. And apparently Rudy can stretch the floor now, so that adds a whole different element to this team. <laughs> but no, seriously, I think Anthony Edwards separates himself as one of the top three to five shooting guards in the league maybe even a top 20, top 15 player. I feel like he's trending that way. You could kind of see it over the summer with Team USA. Like, of all the veterans, he was the guy. They were like, you you got it. You got to go get it. So, yeah, I got the Timberwolves at eight. So, I, I vacillated between this. He gets to make – he gets to make, clean up, you know, not make the mistakes that we made in ours, which is great. So I'm this might be the best the best one because ah uh, this might be the one that pissed people off. I got the Suns as the number one seed. Okay. I think they are going to get a bunch of regular season wins because uh-huh. they're going to outscore teams. We're not talking about playoff time. Playoff time, I think that's where they'll fall apart. But that trio of D book, Kevin Durant, 
and Bradley Bill with Eric Gordon coming off the bench, Grayson Allen hitting corner three. They're going to score a lot of points. Second seed, Lakers. Third seed, Nuggets. I do think losing Bruce Brown, Jeff Green will be big. I don't Calvin Booth mentioning, oh, yeah, we got this person is better than Bruce Brown. Cool. That's all fine and dandy. I think they'll still be a top team, but I think that's going to affect them a little bit. Fourth seed. I already told you I'm big on them. OKC. I got them as the fourth seed. I see them winning 50 games this year. Five, I got Golden State. Six, I got Minnesota. I am big. I am big. I am on the Anthony Edwards breakout season in the conversation for MVP type season. I am on that train heavy. Number seven, I got the Grizzlies. I think that 25 games is going to really hurt them, not having John Morant there. Respectfully, I love D-Rose. Respectfully, that's not going to cut it, though. Not in the West. D-Rose and Marcus Smart are the combination. That's not going to cut it in the West at all. It's going to be some ugly games. They're going to look like the old-school old Memphis Grizzlies, where it's just grinding games out. It's, it's not going to look good. AFC, I think it's going to be the Clippers. To the point of everything. Kawhi, PG, they helped. Russell Westbrook, if he run the show, that's an AFC team. They'll still get in the playoffs, but there's no Warriors on your list then. No, he said five. Oh, oh okay. I, I, I missed it. Okay, okay. All right. Five seed. Even yeah. though I think, I think, especially with Clay up there and Wiggins, if he's healthy, that might be Draymond already starting off on the injury injury report list. Um they could very well be a team that do, doesn't make the playoffs. You could be talking about Midway through, they trade Chris Paul trying to figure something out. And if they end up having to do that, not fit. They are too far gone to be like, all right, we just bring somebody in halfway through the season, and they're going to fit with Steph Curry, and that's not going to work. They got their veteran player in that they wanted since they ain't wanted a young young piece with Jordan Poole. And, you know, of course, Kaminga is going to be the X factor. If he takes a leap this year, then you could see them actually having success. But – Chris Paul might not work out like they want. He's had some injury issues too, so that's yeah, that yeah, that's the big concern. I, mm-hmm. I, I like the list. I like it. Okay, CF4 is aggressive, but it's not crazy. I'm big on that SGA train, and Chet's gonna have a huge. They deep. They, they deep. It's, it's young. They deep young way. Like so, end off the show with this. Who would win? Who's the better team? The Dream Team, 1992 squad, Jordan, Malone, Pippen, you know, Magic, or the Redeem Team, Kobe, Bron, D-Wade, Melo, CP3, Dwight. Which of those teams are you taking as the better team? The Redeem Team. (laughs) The Redeem Team, I mean, for me – basketballs of all the time. If you're going to tell me Larry Bird going to try to guard LeBron James, I'm going to tell you it's going to be a long day for that guy. Um, so, or, you know, whoever they throw at him. Um, I think LeBron and Kobe is, would be the nastiest combination of players ever, you know, grace the court ever, you know, in, in world history. So um, I think the redeem team would be better. And I just think basketball just growing to a better place with time. It's not, you know, people tend people tend to think that basketball does the exact opposite. 
you know, and, and when they talk about their favorite players from the 80s and 90s and 70s and 60s, those guys are untouchable. But um, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. I know people, the Jordan lovers are telling me Jordan would will them to victory because he would, you know, uh, you know, just drag, drag magic in those guys to a win. I, yeah, whatever. Uh, I think, I think I, I'm taking my chances with the, with the redeem team. D-Wade, they were deep. Melo, there's no answer for those guys, yo. Just buckets. Yeah, I would say the same. <laughs> hey, yo, you already know the vibes. If you stay ready, you got to get ready. Bitch mob, we out. Peace. Peace.